Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. Going good. How are you doing? Doing all right. So uh, for Valentine's Day, Valentine Love Day. You, you know what? What's the name of the stupid bear? Or Huggington? <laughs> uh, or no, Sir loves a lot. Sir, this uh, Sir loves a lot. Why is Sir Hug, Huggington? I want to know. Is it how's it go? Uh, oh, I got I got Lord Huggington. I wanted Sir. I want, I got Sir loves a lot. I wanted Lord Huggington. <laughs> yeah. Like I just shoved the garbage can. I, I want love to you. Love you. <laughs> uh, I love that you do that immediately. <laughs> um, we watched uh, for Love Day. We watched a little movie called Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, Patrick Dempsey, Jimmy, do you want to read the description? For sure. Nerdy high schooler. Ronald Miller, Patrick Dempsey, rescues uh, rescues cheerleader Cindy McKinney, McKinney, Manicky, whatever, uh, from parental punishment after she accidentally destroys her mother's designer clothes. Suede, by the way, red wine. Ronald agrees <laughs> to pay a thousand dollar for a thousand dollar outfit on one condition that she will act as they were a couple for the entire month. As the days pass, however, Cindy grows fond of Ronald, making him popular. But when Ronald's former best friend gets left behind, he realizes that social success isn't everything. That last line feels like bullshit. So this came out in <laughs> August, uh, August 14th, 1987. I don't know if I saw, where I saw this movie the first time. It may have been the Disney Channel. Edited, of course. Okay. Because I don't remember them saying fuck in the middle of this movie. I feel like there was a the version I saw. I feel like they substitute a word. They said a couple. Well, a lot of those movies they did because they got that two fuck word rule. Well, no, no, not even that. So at the very end, spoilers. (laughs) When uh, Bobby, Billy, whatever the the boyfriend that's in college comes into town, yeah, and he finds out what was going on, and Sydney goes, Bobby, he goes. Well, he paid me. He goes, good. Then that makes you... Uh, and then he says, prostitute. When we all know his mouth said whore. But why switch it? I don't know. Why don't you get that PG? Or PG-13? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Because I feel like that that should have been whore. I, I feel like it should have been a, such a stronger word. I always felt word. like he said whore. Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. That's I what know. I was... That's when you came over and I was watching the movie. Because yeah. I was wanting to see that part again. And I feel like it was whore. Because I feel like... Prostitute was um, overlaid on the original audio. Well, let's kind of go into the movie. Okay, so let's go. Let's go into the movie. Uh, now, first off, 
Uh, Patrick uh, Dempsey. Now, now we've watched a few of these. Doctor Dreamy. On, hold on, hold on. We've watched a few of these. Doctor Dreamboat. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, we've watched a few of these, like teen rom com, like. Movies, you uh-huh. know, Teen Witch and this. Uh, and Teen Witch, I love Teen Witch. I know, I feel like yeah, dog, it. yeah, dog. Uh, um, was, but I, yeah, we watched. Oh, but a... we've, oh, we've also seen Better Off Dead, which I think is my favorite one of these. Okay, like, type of teen, goofy teen yeah. movies. Like, hey, really, Better Off Dead. But I think, and Better Off Dead came out before those two movies did. Also, these came out. I feel like around I, the same I feel vibe. like they all have the same vibe. I feel like they have, except this one. No, see, I kind of bugs me I, a lot. Oh, well, let's get there. Um, Better Off Dead, I think, was doing that sarcastically. Yeah, because there's those few first few waves of teen movies that came out, and uh-huh. this one. What I feel like happens is Better Off Dead comes out and they make fun of some of those John Hughes movies. Yeah, yeah. This one is, uh, these, I, I feel like Teen Witch and Teen Wolf, even even Teen Wolf and this. Do we do Better Off Dead on the we, show? No, because we both see okay, Better yeah. Off Dead. But um, I feel like, like Teen Witch and Teen Wolf and this, like, kind of took their cues from, from Better Off Dead. Yeah. Rather yeah. than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, using the parody as, like, their, oh, this is our influence, this is the parody. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Because, like, this is, like... Because, my- like, that's where you get your, your... I mean, you have your kind of weird, skeezy brother in uh, 16 Candles. Yeah. You got your older, shitty brother in, like, uh, Weird Science. Yeah, you get your weird little brother in Teen Witch... Well, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, those were the ones from before. Oh, I'm, not yeah, talking, yeah, okay. I'm talking before Better Off Dead and after Better Off Dead. Oh, okay, okay, Before okay. Better Off Dead. So Better Off Dead does that one weird, just silent treatment brother side yeah, yeah. that's slowly building a rocket. Right. You know, he's got this thing, and he's not really doing anything to fuck with the brother. He kind of, like, looks at the brother like, fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Times, But, like, doesn't do anything. Like, not until you get, even in uh, Flight of the Navigator. You get your you get your shitty brother. Yeah, but like the shitty brothers just keep getting weird. That's true. Because I'm thinking, I, think, I feel like they just they just did that on purpose. Like I said, going off the parody, which I think better this, off dead is. This has a lot of weird characters that would normally not act the way that they act. Uh, one character that irritates the shit out of me is the mom, Cindy's mom, because I feel like she is just out of her fucking mind because because the thing is like you're you have a credit card i see no husband in her in and her she's life. going as she, missus and she's going yeah and she's dating some italian piece of shit that's trying to like finger her daughter <laughs> yeah yeah so it was kind of like uh, he, she hadn't even met yeah and, the daughter hadn't met, and like he's just like i fucking her yeah and it's just kind of like oh uh, okay but you have her come home to a household beautiful house that they should not afford um, you don't know that. Don't judge. True. So, um, what's this movie about, Jimmy? Judging. <laughs> you do? Did you not learn anything? No, this, this movie, movie is like you could pay for people. It's what this movie. Oh, okay, okay. But um, I've been interpreting that wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the mother pays for her daughter's love through her credit cards. The daughter takes her credit cards, goes fucking shopping for all this shit. Comes home. The mother is upset. And the daughter's like, 
come on, mom. What do you think I was going to do? I need it close for school. Can uh, she be like, you sh- know that she should have got a slap to the fucking face well, of her, here's, her friends. Here's like, she should be like, she, can't you be like the Miller boy who mows the lawns? And then, like, the kicker on top of all that, she buys all those clothes and doesn't even wear those clothes to the fucking party. She sneaks in her mom's closet and grabs that fucking. Yeah, but then you also get, like, the son who's like, what is this movie about? A bunch of whores? Because the son's like, hey, dad, I'm funny. Give me 20 bucks. And fucking takes off. You know what I mean? Did so you recognize who the son was? Who was the son? Uh, are you talking... Who, I'm not, who, not Ronald Miller, but you didn't recognize who the brother was? No, who's the brother? Hold on. That's Seth Green. No way! Yes. Good to know. Yeah, so the Miller boy... The Miller boy is uh, mowing lawns Patrick and... Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Mowing lawns. Yeah. Makes $1,000 to buy a telescope. Yeah, because he loves... Astrology. Astrology? That's the joke that she My, says. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And he says astronomy. No, I gotcha. Get it? I got it. On their first date? Dates. Yeah. Uh, the, Cindy. The girl, Cindy goes head to a party. cheerleader. Head cheerleader goes to a party. Someone spills red wine all over she her. Asked her she asked her mother, Can I borrow a suede, suede dress? And she goes, Fuck off. Don't touch that dress. And she goes, off and then then she goes and bangs an Italian guy who was I fucking her daughter <laughs> yeah and then she wears said dress she shouldn't have worn and then lies about it oh this old thing blah blah blah, blah. but shitty of her friends were like I didn't see that in your fucking closet fucking Becky I will backhand you you shut the fuck up cause like the the sass between these friends are just weird but then, like, it's just that's like sass between uh, that. I, I always feel like that's like popular girl sass. Like, oh, for sure. Girl sass. But then, like, I like at the end where like they throw that sass right back in her friends. It's like, really? That car didn't seem too fucking rinky dinky when like you were driving in it. When you were in the back seat, you were laid open. When you were when you were blowing a nerd. Yeah. He wasn't a nerd then. <laughs> dude, dude, that's like the vibe. You took his glasses off. <laughs> I feel like this movie tried a like way. I hard. actually like this one. Like I like this better you? than Teen Witch. <gasps> Shut up, Teen Witch was perfect. I like it better. Not better than Better Off Dead. Is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, nowhere near. This isn't coming anywhere near Better Off Dead. But I like this movie better than Teen Witch. I like the. You know what movie I like better than this movie? Adventures in Babysitting. That would be Cindy if she was a real person. You feel like the Elizabeth Shoe character would be Cindy if she was a real person? Yeah. I don't get what you're saying. Like, I feel like, because, like, she's kind of popular and kind of, like, whatever, but, like, she's also responsible. I feel like Cindy is that person, but she's, like, putting up this front for, like, all her shitty friends. But, like, in reality, in real circumstances, without her fucking money to whatever, she would be that person. Mm-hmm. No? No. That's why she needs to learn her lesson. Like, like the Miller Yeah, boy. just, like... Oh my gosh, she doesn't. She learns her lesson too that she just she judges people, like yeah. Brett or Brock. So uh, mom, I've had my fill of turkeys. Oh baby girl, and they, there's a there's a great movie we could watch inside. Fucking just smack the two right there. Ronald is is like king of the nerds essentially. Yeah, and so um, and he's got his friend. He's got um, it's uh, the one sent from the Burbs. Yeah, so it's the club, and then it's the other kid with the flat top who was in, in gleaning the cube, and he's been in a couple other ones where he always kind of plays like a punk rock. Kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they always he's play. like barely there. 
Yeah, but he's there. He's there, yeah. He's there enough. Like he, he's he, there to make fun of his the car in that one scene. So Seth Green tells him, so he's like, oh, Dad, I'm just going to, you know, he's not going to go to a party. He's going to go play cards with, the, as Seth Green says, cards with the tards, as you can get away with in 1987. I'm going to make a shirt that says cards with the tards. I'm going to go to Vegas and just start playing. They will tell you. Will they tell me to leave? Let me tell you a story. Tell me a story. I had a shirt that I bought that said it's motherfucking booze time. Where is the place that you would wear a shirt that says it's booze time? So I don't know if it was because it was 7 o'clock in the morning. But I went downstairs to play craps and I'm wearing a shirt that says it's motherfucking booze time. I'm taking a picture with you, bud. I am. I'm buying you booze. I'm throwing dice. Like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy comes up and goes, uh, we need you to put your shirt inside out or change it. And I'm like, uh, dude, I'm not trying to be a dick right now because like, you're a pit boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, where were you? I was at the Tropicana. Wow. They pulled that shit at the Tropicana? I believe so. Tropicana or the Imperial or something. One of those. Those are the places that should not give a fuck. Yeah. And I'm just like, where am I supposed to wear this shirt? And he goes, not at our table. Wow. I'm um, shocked. I'm like, all right. And so I finished. I'm like, can I finish rolling my dice and I'll go fucking change it? I was at a blackjack table years ago. And this guy's like, look at her tits. I bought them and pulled this lady's tits out right in the middle of the thing. We're like, ah, that's awesome. And we continue to play. And like. She didn't care, and they were out for they were out for a, like for 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 a minute. And we're like, uh, okay, this is our play now. Hey, um, I don't know whether that was his like strategy to distract us. Because mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. But it's like, you know what I mean? I don't know. That, it was so. Weird. And it's so dumb. Like, and I'm like, really? You guys do this in Vegas? Because this is what they this is what they would do to me in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's so bizarre. Like I was, I thought you were gonna say like. Caesar's Palace or one like one of the bigger fancier no, ones. I'm not gonna pay Caesar Palace's rates for a room I'm gonna sleep in. in right. Maybe at the Four Queens they would just ask you what kind of beer you want as they walk by. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, like I'm shocked. I didn't get this treatment at the Golden Nugget. <laughs> right. I love the Golden Nugget. Me too. Um, huh. But I was like, where am I supposed to wear this shirt? That's that, that blows my mind. Like I yeah. take Vegas as a, you can wear whatever you want. Yeah. So, um, in order to so so oh, so, yeah. so, 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 so the here's, guy, here's fucking uh, Blondie so, Farty McGee fucking spills the wine on her yeah, dress. like, so, oh, you can just swine and wash it off. He's like, bitch, do you not know so, suede? So Cindy bitch? wants to not be in trouble. But she needs just to come clean to her but mom. But this is where the story and just breaks Ronald for me. Needs this is to, minute like, ten. And buy I'm his like, telescope and but wants to be cool. So, um, this is where the movie breaks for me, because okay. obviously the daughter has spent possibly thousands of dollars on this new uh, no clothing that no, she bought uh, in the beginning. Oh, the beginning. Oh, the clothes at the beginning. Right. Gotcha. The mom's like, oh, daughters. You know what I mean? And just fucking lets it fucking slide. Um. Here we are. She's worried that she destroyed her mom's dress. Yeah, you know I mean, and like, how upset is she gonna be? Yeah, you know I mean, you spent money that you shouldn't have spent, and it wasn't a, not an issue. Here you are destroying your mother's dress. Oh, this is again how I know you don't have children. 
or a wife. Because like, uh, because they just spend your money and you're just like, all right, well, I guess I can just fold over here a bit. No, but like it's like you're you're not upset for her spending too much money, but then like, why would she be oh, upset with you for destroying a dress? That house, they can afford it. Yeah, but why would she be upset? Why would the mom be upset about the dress? Um, she could be upset for like a little bit, but like, what say, kind of punishment are you gonna get if you didn't get punished for spending that thousand dollars? Okay, when it should have been from, a couple of shirts, because okay. that's what she said. Okay, from my perspective, I would say, oh, you know what? You need to be a little bit more humble in your spending. You know what I mean? You're not always gonna have this fucking infinite wallet. No, I get that, but the thing is, like, that's why it's kind of like oh, why, well, at that she's point, young. At that point, why? Because it's literally that same day. All the dresses and all the stuff that she bought are still have tags on them. So the mom could be like, perfect. You're going to return your bullshit and you're, we're going to buy my, my stuff back and that's how it's going to go, right? Because he, he could take that money away, put it back on the credit card and get the get the get her mom's replacement dress. And it should have been an issue. But now I'm supposed to believe that she's terrified of her mother because she's going to beat her? No. No. Anyways... Uh, Ron- Ronald time. is across the way in the mall, and like the. Oh, I'm gonna buy a telescope. I'm gonna buy a telescope. Uh, let me just go to the ATM or the bank in the mall, and I'll be right back with my money. And she sees Cindy, in that tight little skirt, crying, vulnerable, and this this boy, this nice Jewish boy with a thousand dollars in his pocket, realizes, I'm gonna buy this bitch. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Is he Jewish? Because he found out that Seth Green was his brother now. I'm joking. No, he's Jewish. They say that like uh, I remember like there's a. I'm joking. They talk about his bar mitzvah. That's why I was like, oh, okay, he's oh, Jewish. So he asks her to rent as his girlfriend to be popular. Yeah, and she's there. She's saying in tears, and she goes, "No way." He goes, "All right, so, I'll take my thousand dollars that you need and walk away, bitch." And she was like, "Okay." And so they make a bargain. Uh, they'll date for, for like a month or a two. Month. A month. One yeah. month. And then uh, that way you could gain and his popularity. So, so she makes him, she's like, well, I'm not going to date you looking like a fucking nerd. Well, that's the, well, like the day one of their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. and so he's like, okay. But I liked his, I liked his look when he they went to school. That striped shirt where they ripped off the sleeves. the sleeves. And then like, they kind of like popped the collar and it was very kind of like, okay, cool. Like this is before. That's it how looked, you look cool as you pop that collar. He looked good. Like, he looked good, and he was kind of nervous, and they walked on the crowd, and, like, everybody's like, it's a charity day for the fucking nerds. Yeah. And then... So, she, um... They walk through the cool hall. And they have cool. lunch together. And it's right, but, but one thing I will say, I feel like when it happens in this movie, you actually see it throw off, like, the ecosystem of, like, nerd and, and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen uh, Mean Girls? I own Mean Girls, so yes. Okay, so it was, I felt like this Mean Girls was like the pre, like the. You know, Heather, you're shaking Heathers, your head. Heather's is, is. Oh, for sure, Heather's. <laughs> yeah. Even Tina Fey's yeah. been like, no, no, Heather's is the extreme version of this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but I do like the the school beginning of this because it feels very natural, very school like, very. And then this throws everything off. No, but yeah, but even then, all that, I believe, like, as a school environment, I, it's all believable I, for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
The only parts that I feel like are exaggerated are the parts where they're having parties and they're forcing these kids to act like adults that I always find weird. Like Cindy acts like an adult. It, but like... But that's how kids would act at parties. They're, they're trying to be adults. Yeah, I guess. I went to one... Okay, I was hanging out with Daryl. I went to one, like, cool party and it was, like, on the last day of school. Uh, with Daryl, and Daryl was invited because Daryl played football. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was like. No, I get it. Uh, no, okay. like, that's what it was like. And I'm like, and we were both, and that wasn't like either of our scene. Yeah. Like, Daryl went because, like, oh, they're doing a thing over here. And I'm like, oh. The team's there, so I gotta go. And he's like, he's like I'm gonna pop in. I'm like, do you think you wanna go with me? I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you, sure. Yeah. And I was just like, meh. Yeah. We were both kind of like, meh, I don't think this is us. Yeah. Um,. But it's mainly just the, especially like the last scene, probably because it's the last thing I saw when yeah. we got here, was, um, I forget the guy's name, uh, the guy that farts a lot, Yeah. where like he's like, everyone's like dancing from- or whatever, and he dips his head into like the apple barrel, mm-hmm. but pulls out a six pack, he goes, I got beer! Like, I'm like, alright, and then the guy's like... I'm a wine guy. That's my new thing. That's that's my thing now. And he's like, all right, everybody can calm the fuck down. But uh, so, but she eventually falls for him, dude. Doctor Dreamy, why would you not? And this is when they go to the the plane graveyard. Oh yeah, the plane junkyard. No graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh, they talk about planes, and this is where like the writing kind of gets annoying for me as well. <laughs> Uh, because, like, you see, uh, Ronald, Ronnie at this point, like, touch the planes, like, this is real history right here, and he's talking very, like, he gave her, he delivered his lines way too aggressive mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know what I mean? And I feel like this is, like, a weird one where he's just, like, talking about the importance of, like, moments and people, but we all know he's full of it, because... He doesn't, those aren't his values. Those are just words because later on we see that he gives two shits about anything. Because like, especially at the end where Cindy's like, hey, I wrote a poem called Broken Moon. It's about you. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. Give it to somebody else. Give it to that piece of shit that was in love with you a while ago, but you never gave him a second chance. Bitch. And he walks away. But then you know I mean? Like, it's one of those where it's like, Ronnie Ronald is a fucking asshole like he's a piece of shit ronald miller is a nice boy who mows lawns uh, ronnie a, is a piece of shit no both of them are because it's the thing is like if his values shouldn't be wavered or shouldn't like you know go back and forth patrick dempsey should be ashamed of himself about this movie why because it's a terrible movie it's terrible i don't know why you think this is a terrible movie it's a terrible movie okay so go ahead it's better than fucking teen Wish. uh you shut the fuck up dude which is great so, um, take so, that. So they break take up. That. So they break up, and he's a piece of shit. Like, he goes for, like, blood. Like, he's, like, really shitty when they, like, fake break up. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So before that, like, um, I do like seeing Cindy's change where yeah. she's just kind of like, okay, cool. She's now seeing that she doesn't have to be fake. She doesn't have mm-hmm. to be always putting on the show for him. Because, like, she doesn't have to. Because, like, They've developed a bubble universe that only the two of them exist where they know the truth of, like, this is the deal and, like, whatever. So they could be honest with each other. 
and that bubble kind of starts to be a thing and like that connection starts to grow where they're both Ronald doesn't have to try you know he's he's a good guy in general and she realizes like I've never met anybody that's doesn't worry about other people's opinions about what he likes and what he does and like all this other stuff and she appreciates and loves it because it's honest but at the same time like he is so selfish about his own wants and needs about like him wanting to be popular and his desire and the fact that she says hey we need to talk about your reputation and then he that's when he's like my reputation oh my gosh I have one blah 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 and he forgets about it he never puts into consideration her feelings. You know what yeah. I mean? It's always about him looking good and just whatever he could say to move forward. And that's why he says, you drain me, baby. You took up my wallet and like, you, I'm, I'm, I am poor now, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, that's fucked up because it's like, at the same time, like, as a friend who's doing you a favor, you're just going to fucking just like, dick him down like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was such a fucking bullshit move. And it's like, you could tell that's where she wanted to have that, like, hey, I like you. You know what I mean? But, like, it yeah. just got slapped in her face. That's where I was like, damn, this movie sucks. Uh, I liked it up to there, but, like, I feel like just the more shitty Ronnie got, the more I just did not give a fuck. Yeah. And it was just kind of... Then you got Seth uh, Green, who's following around his brother, watching them on these dates. Your brother is possibly getting a hand job right now. And, like, why are you in the backseat? And then, like, he... It was awkward. There's a lot of farting in this movie, too. They uh, go to the Columbus Day Dance, which, that's something from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Before the dance, though... He's uh, trying to find American bands. But I actually, I did like that that moment. Because well, I used to do that. What, like, what find, dan- find Soul Train before a dance? Yeah! <laughs> I know, you know, they, they didn't show American Bands when we were in high school. No. But they sure as fuck were still showing Soul Train. <laughs> yeah, so I used to watch it for the dances. Um... The dancing and the music. Yeah. But, uh... Well, you yeah. get Soul Train in a good day, you can see some good people. What do you mean? Like the older ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, like The old ones are fucking great to watch. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so he, like, the brothers, uh, changes the channel. Like, you don't know you're going to PBS when you, sh- you know, you should be going to Channel well, 2 or 4 or whatever. Well, it's old school TV where you're just fucking turning. Yeah, there's still numbers. Yeah, he's not looking at the fucking numbers. He's looking at the TV. Uh, That's the bit. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw him just switch it. And he, he just like, switched it. He's like, oh, yeah, I can get that for you. Yeah. Because they were arguing about whatever. And so, yeah, that makes sense because he was just being a dick, so he just flipped it to whatever. But uh, you, have these two, you have these two black kids just dancing. And so, like, he's copying the moves. And then you realize after he leaves the room that it's uh, PBS. the PBS and it's the African dancing. Yeah. Uh, the do, you know who, do you know who uh, choreographed that scene? Who? Paula Abdul. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe that 100%. The little... Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And yeah, once you see, once you watch that whole scene, you're like, oh yeah, that's... That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, uh, She basically took one step forward and two steps back, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you go to the dance, uh, that girl wants to dance, like, um... Cindy's friend, and she was like, "Well, they all, both of her friends, like, want to fuck him." Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, like, I, like." She goes, "But I want to dance, dance with me, Ronnie, dance with me." And he's like, drinking punch, and he's well, like, trying to get the person like, well, to I'm dance. Here with, 
with what's your face? Yeah. And what's your face wants to fuck me? Yeah, yeah. and then so they ended up uh, going to the bathroom. He's like, well, whatever. He they start the dance. And like it's he dupes the entire school to dance with him because like oh Ronnie's doing like it's gonna be cool and they so all start doing this stupid like dance dance and then it's like is that a staple in teen movies like a dance scene yeah or a dance in general uh yeah it, it is that could be one of those like there's a dance and see no man there's a dance oh dude you can fucking throw a rock and there's a dance and a fuck you know you know from one team you know, you know where there wasn't a dance Breakfast Club. Oh, I was gonna say the little things. Well, they and they, they don't, <laughs> but you know what? No, actually, they there's not a dance, but there's a dance. There's a dance scene, scene, yeah. But there's not a dance that they go to. Footloose, is there a dance in that? No, not at all. No, but like a, like a group. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. dance at all. Dang. Not, in, not, in, not, not in Footloose. <laughs> yeah, not in that town. Not that town. <laughs> um, not if John Lithgow has anything to say about it. So. uh... The dance happens, and like they, we just seen progressions of him just like being the cool dude, and now he's like dating the other girl, and yet we have like Seth Green is just in this movie for no reason. You know what I mean? He's just like there to spy on his brother he's the entire this time. Pervy little brother that's you know fucking jacking off in between and behind the because that's what seat of the fucking station wagon. Yeah, because it happens again. Like it happened multiple times where he's just like in the back of the car. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and then, of course, another fart scene. But then we see Cindy, who is, like, now, all her friends have now shunned her. They've they've picked Ronnie over her. She's now... And she fucking turns on him. Well, they haven't really shunned her, because she's still going to parties and shit. Like, she's still invited to things. But not hanging out with the group. She's not directly hanging out, but they're not like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, then, then she shows up with Brett, or whatever. The Fabio-looking bitch in the Porsche. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, that's crazy that he's driving that car. But anyways, uh, drives up. And then, like, but I like I like the end where he's like, he's like, well, I don't know. He goes, go get me a milkshake, extra thick chocolate. And she goes, but what I was like, he goes, did I stutter, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> extra thick <laughs> chocolate. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry it's not verbatim. I'm just paraphrasing here. And then she comes back, and that piece of shit is just, like, washing the car, or waxing the car. And then, like, she gets mad, and she goes, like, is this clean enough? She Or thick enough, and she pours it on his head. Yeah. But, like, it's, uh... Everything comes to a climax this entire so, time. Hold on. And also, we're forgetting that Bobby, which is Cindy's boyfriend, all her friends are aware that Cindy has a boyfriend. And he's a college football star. Because in the beginning of the movie, they race home on Saturday to make sure they watch, they, him. They watch his like interview on the his game and they interview him. And then he goes, "Who do you miss? What do you miss the most about your old hometown?" Like, my, my, he goes, "The gym. The gym. Hot tub was the best." And then Cindy's kind of like, kind of broken hearted because like, why would you not say? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, doesn't call at all. You know what I mean? And then, like, I'm jumping towards the very end now. No, so, we're, we're, we're towards the end. I mean, there's not much left. Okay, so if we're going in order... Oh, well, no, no, fuck no, it. No, let, me, no, let me say what no, I'm saying. We're also, we're also forgetting the part where he throws shit on his friend's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, let's just go in order. So, um, it's Halloween. It's tradition. And they're like, okay, cool. We get this house every year. And then, like, mind you, I feel bad for his friend. His friend is actually the better actor in this entire show, in this entire thing. Because, like... He's got range because he's that character, right? Uh-huh. 
He's the fucking son. He's the you know the son Kolpak in. Oh yeah. yeah. That, but he's also in Colors. He's one of like. He's, You're not supposed to say that word. Go ahead. Ever seen Colors? <laughs> colors. With Sean Penn and um, Robert Duvall. Oh. Ooh, it's a cop movie. I just fucking said it was a cop movie. <laughs> You want to watch Colors? No. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. I want to watch this. Oh, we'll do this. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so, the friend, like, so, it's, he's got the best friend in the whole thing. Because yeah. the thing is, like, this is his best friend. His best friend is now dating, as far as he's concerned, is dating the hottest chick in school. Yeah. He's not angry. He's a little hurt that, like, why, as your best friend, why would you not tell me you're dating her? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's more kind of like, okay, and then, like... He lets a lot of things slide, like, obviously, that's his friend. He yeah, wants him to be happy. Gonna, Go do your thing. No, playing cards, missing card games. I'm yeah. out with him at lunch. That's starting to build, and it bugs him. But he tells him, like, hey, like, I fucking miss you. Like, can we hang out? And he goes, and then yeah, he, he's day, like, yeah. He, sat, he, goes, he goes, this weekend, I'm free. He goes, perfect. Friday night. Can't do Friday. Saturday. Busy Saturday. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. He goes, like, like, okay. Three and five. Yeah. And he's like. Okay, and then he gets annoyed. He goes, "I'll pencil you in," but like it's one of those where he's just annoyed. It's like, "Well, don't say you're free when you're not free. Just tell me we can hang out." Cause that's all he wants. Yeah. And then like he goes, "Yeah," blows him off completely, and it gets to the point where like he's completely forgotten him. Yeah. And like, and then it's like his, they're in class, and like he's in front of him, and like he's behind him, and like he's trying to be a good friend, but also he's he. He's feeling hurt, you know what I mean? And then yeah. so, like, he finally turns around and like, hey, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm right in front of you, blah, blah, blah. And he, he kind of just lets it all out. And he, his friend doesn't give a fuck. And then he lifts up Ronnie's glasses, find out he's asleep, and he's like, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? And then it comes down to Halloween. Where, where they, like, like, oh, they, we always get this house. Right they, there. they always have the same house and whatever, and they have a bag full of, like, dog shit. And they're like, kind of, okay, cool. And they go to the house, knowing full well that that's his best friend's house. Yeah. He doesn't have to participate, but by peer pressure to keep his, like, cool status, he continues to go. His best friend is still doing a best friend job, and as much as it hurts him, he lets him go. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he doesn't want his dad to know that his best friend's been, like, shitting on him. You know what I mean? And, like, that's, yeah. a, that's a dope, strong character. And then, like, the fact that, like, he lets him loose, and he goes, sorry, Dad, there must have been a hole in the net. And then there's, like, next year. And it's kind of like fuck dude like at any point at, at that point like that's where like that's where he lost me completely like that's where i was like fuck this movie because like i was just so done with him but maybe that's why i should like this movie because it, it got me so like upset with him but like he could have went to his friend and told him like hey like i'm sorry and then he tried to explain it to you a little too late because it's that uh, that was october and this is new year's where like it now yeah gets so to new year's and he's going to have a big New Year's Eve party yeah. at his house. And he invites everybody Not, over. Is it his house or is it? No, it's, no, it's his house. No, it's the the blonde guys. Because at the end, he turns his back. He's get out of my house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's at like the football player's house. And they have this giant party. This giant fucking party. And like this is where like the bobbing for beers happens. And like, oh, like I, I'm a wine guy. That's my new thing. That's me now. And it's just all this bullshit things. And then like Cindy is now upset because she's told Ronnie, hey, I wrote this poem for you, and he's like, go tell fucking the piece of shit that was in love with you a while ago, or 
They'll tell you to give it to your boyfriend. Your yeah. Your boyfriend. Yeah. And then so she's all upset and she goes, I wrote it for you. And he doesn't give a fuck. And so. And he's going with like the, he's going with the fucking town bicycle. Yeah. Oh, dude. The town Iris, jar. Iris. Who's had, uh, what was it? I've got it here. More rides than a More greyhound. More rides than a greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> it's so bad. And then, oh, and then even when he's in the bathroom with her, he uses her poem. Dude, that's a fucking like. Yeah. Cool. But I think too, it's like you're a nerd. We're assuming that you're a nerd. We're assuming that you should know certain stuff. Why would you not say anything else? But you choose another girl's words to speak for you. That, that was, ugh, ugh. and at that point, I'm shocked that Cindy had the composure not to go in there and slap the shit out of him. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? You know what I mean? But. So now we're in, the movie starts off, let's say September for say school. We're now on New Year's, right? Yeah, so, so four or five months. Four or five months. Her boyfriend has not talked to her that entire summer. Her boyfriend has not talked to her at all throughout that entire time. Yeah. And then it's New Year's Eve. Cindy's there. Cindy's just doesn't feel like she has friends. Maybe she doesn't interact with her friends because Ronnie's there all the time. And then plus she embarrassed her in front of them so it's like why would she want to be there so Ronnie's now isolated her by herself she's sad she's talking to her girlfriends and she starts just drinking vodkas just right off the top you yeah. know what I mean? and so at one point in the whole party Bobby shows up Bobby comes in he's like hey hanging out with the guys of course I'll be here it's New Year's Eve and like comes in and then here's like oh, why the fuck is the Miller boy fucking here he goes and like and then he goes like, oh like it's like he hasn't been cool status unless he dated like the head cheerleader, and then everybody's kind of quiet. He goes, what are you not telling me? And he goes like, uh, well they they've been dating, and then like they dated for a yeah, and then so he gets all pissed off and he fucking like is like pissed off. Sees Cindy, runs over to her, grabs her wrists like a cis white male with all his fucking privilege. <laughs> and takes her into a room and just fucking just. Reads her the riot act, you know what I mean? And then Cindy's like, it was a, it was made up, it wasn't real, blah, blah, blah. She goes, I'm sure it wasn't. And then, like, as it, he walks in, leaving, Cindy's chasing him, heartbroken, because the man that she likes, the man that she's in love with, the man who she's been waiting for, who's ignored her this entire time, says, like, he paid me to go out with him. And that's where he goes... Well, then that makes you a fucking whore. <laughs> but they substitute her for, for a prostitute to uh-huh. keep that PG rating. And um, that's where, like, I that thought was the dopest scene right there. After she's got, been called, like, a, like a slut and a whore or whatever, and the party's, like, stopped. Like, like the music's kind of going. She just fucking throws a bottle off the record and skips. You know what I mean? And then it's just like, and fucking Ronnie over here. It starts fucking like, and he fucking fooled you. And I said, no way. Like, no way that you fooled me. But he fooled all your bitches. And that dance, like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, he goes, but the difference between me and all of you is that I got paid. I'm like, stop calling yourself a whore, lady. Like, what are you doing? And then, like, at that point, that's where, like, the football player is like, uh, you can get out of my house. You get the fuck out of my house. And then like, but as he's walking, his friends are in the car, uh, having like a Wayne's World moment, just rocking out the music. And he goes, look at that sad sack by himself, you know, walking home on New Year's Eve. Yeah. 
Yeah. And knowing it's Ronnie. But have you noticed that a lot of the... I think we talked about this about all these movies about the 80s. They have weird transitions. Okay. Like, it has, like, a after school... Like, a commercial should have gone in there. You know what I mean? It, it, the scene dims down or, like, it just kind of cuts off. Yeah, it does it because it kind of... It's supposed to indicate, like, a week or so has gone by. Oh, is that what it's That's supposed to be? I always thought it was. Oh, I, okay. I, I always felt like when there's, like, a little bit of... An, like a, a dimming? Like a dimming... And it takes a little while for it to kind of come back. It, it's like a time. Oh, you're right. Because it is time later. Where, like, now Ronnie is excluded from everybody. His yeah. popularity, gone. And, like, so... What popularity? <laughs> yeah, and then, uh... He's chasing Cindy around. Mm-hmm. To apologize. And Cindy, good for her. Fucking, you're a bad bitch. You don't need no fucking man. You ignore <laughs> his ass. Get his ass detention. Because he follows her into the fucking bathroom. And then, like... He's trying desperately to get a hold of her, but at the same time, it's like, what happens then? Like, he's chasing his buddy, and his buddy's like, fuck off. Like, you know, it's like, you shit on my house. Like, ah. The best friend, the best friend is probably the better actor in this whole movie. And then, uh, acting wise, best friend, Cindy, the two slutty best friends for Cindy's best friends, uh, the football guy. And then Patrick Dempsey. The mob. <laughs> the mob and then Patrick Dempsey. Um, and then, um, and then, it's, and then there's that part at the end where the the friend, the nerd, yeah. is like talking to one of the girls, like helping her with homework. And oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Man, that guy's gonna pull a uh, Ronald Miller scam." <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a few uh, things from this. Corey Feldman. No, not Corey Feldman yet. We'll get there. Uh, uh, in the end, they, of course, get together. Yeah. And they drive off on his riding lawnmower. Yeah. Um, I did like her car. That little rabbit, the Volkswagen yeah. rabbit that she had. Awesome car. So, uh, in 2003, this movie was remade. Oh. And it was called... Same title? No. Oh, what's the title? They took it from a Jennifer Lopez song, and they call it Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon. No. Yeah. It's pretty much the same. The it's pretty much the same thing. The triggering event differs between the two movies, but most of the movie is the same. You mean this urban wonder piece is the same movie? Yes. Really? Okay. Um, the original skip. The original script was titled "Boy Rents Girl." Wow, <laughs> they should have kept that title. But Steve Rash and the producers, the director and the producers, thought the title sounded sexist. So Michael Eisner changed it to Can't Buy Me Love. Science nerd Alvin Johnson, Nick Cannon, is proficient at engineering, but incompetent when it comes to dating. <laughs> One day, popular girl Paris Morgan uh, appears at an auto shop where he works after school. She has damaged her mother's car. and oh, Wow, seriously, it's almost like... Yeah, <laughs> that's it's crazy. almost like, yeah. Alan offers a, offers a bribe. He will fix the car immediately in exchange for two weeks of dating. Paris agrees, and Alvin will be able to enter this, the sacred realm of the popular kids. But at what cost to himself? Wow, dude, seriously, same fucking movie. Yeah, uh, one of the drafts... Oh my gosh, Steve Harvey's in it. Yeah, of course Steve Harvey's in it. <gasps> yeah, it's true. Uh, one of the drafts um, made it seem like it would be... Keenan Thompson's in it. Sorry. Uh, Keenan Thompson's in everything. Cal Penn's in it. All right, bro. Melissa, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> One of the drafts <laughs> okay. um, 
made it seem it would be like an R-rated sexploitation movie with gags like a football player ejaculating in a teenage girl's hair. I don't find that funny. I find that... Um, I don't know. Emasculating? Or not emasculating. Uh, gross. Well, uh, Cindy... Uh, she, uh, you, she, you know what? No, I take that back. I don't find that gross. I find that hilarious. <laughs> Just told me you didn't find it funny. <laughs> no, I find it hilarious. You know why? Because it reminds me of that lovely scene in... Oh, maybe that's the difference, because it's her choice. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No. No, I do not. That's why I said go on. What other movie do you know where someone has ejaculate in their... Oh, something about Mary? Yeah. Oh, that's not... But it's her choice. She goes, oh, hair gel, thanks, and just grabs it and just... I don't know if that's what the... That's her, that's her, that's her choice. She did that to herself. Not like some dude just nutted on her. On a serious note. On a serious note. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, Cindy, the actress who played Cindy, uh-huh. Amanda Peterson, uh, retired from acting in 1994, and then... After on... this movie? Or did she do anything else? Uh, she didn't do much... But on July 3rd, 2015, five days short of her 44th birthday, she died of an accidental morphine overdose. What the fuck? Yeah. She had um, some surgery and... Yeah. Um, But not to end this on a downer note, the Mexican guy, Ricky, in this movie... Okay. (laughs) Ricky. Ricky was the... Oh, the the popular guy. The popular guy. He, three years later, he became somebody. Ooh. He became Rico Suave. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nope. That is real. That is not real. Hold on. To the Googles. His name is Gerardo Mejia. Oh my god, you're right. Uh, I think he ends up becoming a lawyer you know what? in real I life, I think though. that's why he, like... Because I remember, like, it was... Well, first off, it was a popular song. Uh, that was one of my favorite Beavis and Butthead songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, so you didn't like this movie? You know what? I like parts of the movie. I like Cindy's character a lot. I, you know what? I think... Out of everyone who had the best... Arc was Cindy. Okay. Who's the main character? Who's the main character? Yeah. I would say the main character... Cindy, right? Is... No, it's Ronald. Okay. Yeah, it's Ronald. Who's the best actor in this whole thing? Well, nobody's really acting in this. Oh, my God. I think the best friend's the best actor. You know, uh, he is. He's the one who who does. Well, I mean, outside. Patrick Dempsey was kind of kind of hit or miss after this. Uh, he had that movie, uh, that movie Lover Boy. Oh, I love Lover Boy. You okay? You like Lover Boy, where he's banging people with yeah. pizzas, but you don't like this. Yeah, Lover Boy is great. Uh, I forget the kid's name. Adam, you got another pizza delivery? Extra sausage. <laughs> He's wearing that stupid little mustache. 
And then like he like ends up delivering the like pizza to his mom. He's like, oh no, I gotta dance my way out of here. And then like he sends his buddy to deliver the pizza to, to bang his mom. To bang his mom, yeah. And the mom's like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I love a boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Corey Feldman. Who would be Corey Feldman? Are we going off of the year? Who are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the fell dog. Where would the fell dog be? If he was, if we're going off a year, where, where, it's obvious choice. Where was? Where would Corey Feldman be? And where would the fell dog be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, easy choice. I don't know why. I would say he'd be the brother. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The fell dog. The fell dog would be the the skeezy guy that came in at the beginning and I fucked. Oh, yeah. You know, I see. I feel like he would try to give himself a more upstanding role and be the father. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You're Corey Feldman. You're Corey Feldman now. You don't choose where you go. You're lucky if you're fucking bar patron three. Uh, you know, what? I think Corey would be upset that he wasn't a main character, so I feel like he would probably be the chaperone. Like, you don't have me for a day. You know I mean? so, <laughs> you don't have me for a day. so he'll probably be the chaperone. <laughs> so we're imagining a world where Corey. He Feld- would be the teacher. We are imagining. The dog. We are imagining a world where Corey Feldman has a time machine <laughs> and goes into every yeah. movie we watch. Oh, for sure. And oh. so Corey Feldman then no. would be oh. one thing. Corey Feldman's so Feld- delusional. Dog. He's so delusional. I believe he would want to be one of the football players. So the fell dog now with a football outfit with that weird baby face that he has. Yeah. He would for sure be at that party. I've listened to a couple albums. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Uh, two bands that we like, that we, we grew up liking. Uh, okay. The New Weezer. I like it. Okay, Human? Yeah. It's good. It's I like it. It's one of the best, like, better ones I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I was actually pretty impressed. Like, it was, um, it popped up on Spotify, like, new album. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I dig it, dude. I, I like it a lot. Um, it kind of feels like a cross, it feels like an album that would have been released between, um, Songs from the Black Hole I wish, and, and Pinkerton. Like, it sounds like songs written around that time. Yeah, I wish Lucas was here because I kind of wanted to get his take on it. He hasn't listened to it yet when I talked to him about it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I talked to him about it a couple days ago. And I'm like, have you listened to it yet? And he goes, no, not yet. And I'm all, mm, it's one of the betters. Yeah. It's. I can see kind of like a... Oh, no, I was kind of yeah. hesitant too. And I didn't like uh, some of it at first. I didn't like that. Because he does that kind of rappy... Yeah. That yeah, kind of yeah. rappy beat on some of the stuff and i'm like mm, dude just yeah but no, okay it's... grandpa rivers knock it off yeah yeah um but also i listened to the new foo fighters album Ooh, i didn't know there was a new foo fighters album. it's all right i'm okay. uh, not you know uh, there's always a, a, a i usually typically like at least a song <laughs> or so off of the new i was thinking uh bill and ted yeah such a funny part. <laughs> um was it i saw a movie mm-hmm. called Leech, the Leech Woman. It's another old movie. Hold on. I'm like, aren't they all? <laughs> aren't they all, dude? So, this movie, I loved it from minute one to the very end. Okay. 
Okay. Because it's just like, it starts off immediately into like a doctor's office, and it's this doctor and this older his his wife. Those are the same age, but she looks old, and she's just a drunk. And for a good ten minutes, he's just ripping into her. Hey, drunky McGee, you want another drink of whiskey, you old hag? And you're like, holy shit. And he just rips into her. And then she's like begging for one more like sip of like booze so she could go home. And he tells her, like, look here, you old hag. I want a divorce. Get Pack your shit and go. And then so she leaves crying as she's leaving the doctor's office. We find out the doctor is trying to discover a new antidote against aging. And there's this old woman that's kind of like in the lobby and she sees the woman walking out the door and she goes stop woman stop like i've seen you in my dreams you know like you are the woman of blood and like you'll you'll live whatever and then you're like what the fuck (laughs) and then so she runs away all freaked out and she's at home crying to her lawyer friend like you know that she's getting divorced and he's like okay we need to put value on everything how much the couch is furniture like everything to figure out like if you don't get screwed pause real quick if this movie's remade that would be the gay lawyer friend. Okay. If it was made in the tw- in the two thousand tens, that would be the gay lawyer friend. I can see it, but hold on, he, he comes. He's important later on, and so. Hey, uh, gay lawyer friends can be important later on too, Jimmy. Okay, <laughs> so the old lady turns out she has this powder to make herself go younger, and the doctor's like amazed, like I need to know it, and she goes, "Perfect. This comes from a tribe in Africa." We have to go to Africa. I need you to pay for me to go back home. So if you take me home, I'll get you that. I'll get you that powder. And so the doctor says, sure. So he gets home and he tells his wife, oh, baby doll, I didn't mean any of that. I love you. I love you so much. But I need you to come to Africa with me. <laughs> and so they all go to Africa. And like as soon as they get to the thing, the old woman just takes off trying to find her tribe. And they're trying to find the old lady to get there what's when was this made 1930 19 yeah 1930s and so uh they get to africa all these like tribesmen kidnap them and then like some bullshit happens they're gonna kill them and sacrifice them for whatever and then like the lady the old lady looks at the woman's like i could give you youth you know you could pick anybody in and like as a sacrifice but i'll show you how it works and then so this lady she puts on a ring like with a big old spike on it and she like grabs this dude and she just jabs in the back of his neck and pulls it out and then she uses the brain cerebellum juice and dips it into the the powder and she drinks it and she's all young again and so like the husband's like being shitty to the the, his wife and he's like well why like you're over here telling me that you love me you want to be here forever now you're hot and cold he goes well now that we're gonna die like and you're not gonna be young why the fuck do I want to like tolerate your ass like I was trying to make you young and she goes you bitch and so like she tells the uh the old lady who's now a young lady I can pick anybody as a sacrifice and she goes yeah anybody she goes I picked this son of a bitch right here (laughs) boys and her husband she fucking kills him boom she gets young and she like travels back to America and then as she's America she's back in America um she's young so she can't get to her money and shit so she, they don't think, cause they, cause like, no, you're not. This isn't your one, your ID. Yeah. So she's like, so she tells like the lawyer, I'm her niece. Here's a letter that she wrote. I need five thousand dollars now, so I could kind of prep or whatever and do what I need to do. So the lawyer's like, yeah, sure. The lawyer's into her because she's young and hot, and so mm. 
she's like, is he though? Uh, <laughs> so he drives her back home and then like to the house and like welcomes her in. Turns out the doctor's assistant, who's super hot, is dating the lawyer, and so like the is he though? Yeah, he's so they're they're in the house and like you know she's being kind of flirty. And he's like, oh, like you know, trying to like say back like no, like. I can't, like, I gotta go. He goes, how about a drink? How about this? How about you just take my bags upstairs? And she closes the door, and then she's about to, like, jump on his bones, and it's getting super sexual for a 1930s film. You're like, ah, oh, where's this going? He goes, I can't, I have a fiancé. And then he just fucking manages, like, look here, bitch. And then, like, as he's trying to, like, make out with her, uh, the old lady, the hand of the young lady starts aging as an old woman again. So she throws him out. And then, but now, this woman is luring people towards her killing them to be young so she could like fuck this young lawyer guy and then uh all... is, is she though because it's kind of the game <laughs> but the whole thing just leads into this whole like bullshit like she's just murdering people out of nowhere for no fucking reason and then like the the fiance's girl like gets dumped and then she comes over with a revolver like saying like yeah you're gonna leave my fucking man alone or I'm gonna fucking like pack get your bags I'm taking you to the airport because you're going home and then she goes, am I though? And she fucking kills her fucking fiance, fucking dumps her in the fucking closet, closes the door, and then two minutes later, the fiance comes in. Like, he doesn't see her fucking car outside. And then, like, two seconds later, the police come in. And then all of a sudden, they find the dead body, and she's running back. And Dude, this movie is just chaotic, stupid, but I fucking love it. I love it so much. <laughs> um, I watched the movie right before I came over here. Oh. Called Come Play. I'm sorry? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, it is about a child on the spectrum. I don't want to see this. I don't want to talk about this. What? What's the name of the movie? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he, um, a, a ghost starts coming out his, um... I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> um, a ghost starts haunting him through his tablet. Okay. Um, Ooh. I'm not sure if you know kids on the spectrum, kids on the spectrum... Who can't? Who aren't verbal? Yeah, they're very. They, well, then what they do is they give them like, um, like a tablet, and then they'll press buttons. And it'll be like, oh, it's not. Uh, how are you? Or you oh, know? okay. And they just get them to that, communicate. And then you can put it together. They can put them together, and then they can make sentences. So that's how they kind of teach them how to speak. We almost did that with Johnny when he. Was I have a verbal. question. Yes. Since you would probably have more like understanding about this, uh, children with with the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they teach babies like sign language before they could learn how to talk. Would that be the same thing if like if you didn't have the tablet? You, uh-huh. you can do that. Yeah. Um, we have a friend who does that, and they are doing they do sign language. Okay. And she's he's she's making some. Uh, boys have um, more as I'm tongue tied now have uh more difficult learning like how to speak more than girls. Girls speak a lot more sooner than boys do. But I'm, I'm assuming. But if they learn, my experience, yes. <laughs> but um, I think that's in in general with like boys and yeah. girls. But um, and I know like it's, sometimes communicating should, is more. By about a year, either sex should be able to talk more. Um, the reason why we looked into autism with Johnny uh-huh. was because Johnny was almost two and Emily was talking more than he was. Yeah, and I think it's like a, maybe like a six or an eight month gap in between, like. How where they should be catching up and kind of yeah. being about the same, but um, not be able to vocalize like that's what I'm thinking. Like sign language would then, and there's people would that be, do that. Yeah. I mean, there's people that teach sign language, um, to their their children and just in general. I, I you know I I should read a book. 
about this because I'm not, I'm so like unaware of like a lot of different things. There's a lot, and that's the thing. Reading a book isn't always. I mean, you can get because everything's example, everything's it's, so it's different, different and so vast. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, so. It's different different other people. And it is. I mean, there are similarities, of course, but there are lots of differences. Yeah. So anyway, back to this shitty movie. <laughs> um. So he's so he's he he comes through this tablet mm-hmm. and brings a book that says "Misunderstood Monsters." Okay. So and this so is a demon. It's like a demon. This is Shutter. Is this a what? No, it's not a Shutter. Okay. Uh, it was a red box. Okay. And with sometimes Shutter goes on the red box, but. Um, so it starts, you know, messing with this kid, and the kid's scared, but he can't say anything because he's on the spectrum, and right. then, like, it starts going through his tablet, so he starts, like, not wanting to be by his tablet, but he's really dependent on it. Cause wow, what a it, it, good way to isolate I, somebody who's already isolated, and just, like, yeah, okay. But, yeah, and so, like... In the and middle, this wasn't good? It wasn't, not to me, I didn't... You, okay. You're, 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 you're a lot less pickier than I am, so maybe you would like it. <gasps> Probably. But I wasn't into it. And, um, yeah, and then, like, he has, like, a sleepover, and it messes with one of the kids, and, like, the kid's not talking, and I'm like, did it make the kid autistic for a couple days? Like, it's a weird movie, and it it just wants a friend, essentially, is what it is, and it, uh-huh. it wants you to finish the book, and it wants a friend, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's weird, um, I was just okay with it. I kind of, I, I, when I checked out where the act breaks were and where's, where's your mid, where's uh-huh. your, I'm, I'm all, these are weird. When it comes to like. These are weird act breaks. Yeah. And I, it sounds odd, but like, oh, I don't know. And I always hate saying like, I, I hate talking shit on movies like this Yeah. because clearly I feel like when you write something like this and you put something into it. You know somebody or have somebody on that. Right. Like, you went through some shit. And you're trying to express it. Like Yeah. yeah. So I always, at this point, as I'm writing more, I don't like talking shit. But it wasn't to me. It didn't scare me. It's a PG-13 horror flick. And I'm always kind of like, it has to be very well written for me to go in and like it. Right. Most of them I, I don't like. Uh, would drag me to hell being the exception, but that's Sam Raimi and Sam yeah. Raimi writes the fuck out of a movie. I don't know. So, um, here's a quick story about my past. So, because this reminded me about like how like demons kind of like they want to befriend children to torment them and do their thing. So, yeah. um, because I actually made a TikTok a little bit ago regarding this kind of similar type of a thing. So when I was younger. Um, about five. Uh, my brothers have passed away at this point, and so They're like four when they did, right? Yeah, and so I'm about five. My mom's in the kitchen, cooking dinner. I'm in the living room, like sitting super close to the TV. Uh, this place. is an old house, and um, to the right of me is this, this giant window, and outside that window is like this, like this yucca tree bush thing. It was like so old, but like you couldn't get anywhere near it without like being poked. To- to shit, you know what I mean? And so I'm in the living room watching TV and I want to say it was like in living color, but that's not important. And I see a shadow moving back and forth, you know, like and it kind of catches my attention, but I don't really, I'm not too nervous by it, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, whatever, it's like a cat or something. And then I finally just 
I hear a voice saying, Jimmy, come on, let's go outside and play. And then my heart dropped, and I'm like, what? And I turn around, and it's my brother. And it's just an outline, shadow version of him. But, like, I could see the part in his hair, and I could see, like, the like how he... It was just... I knew it was, it was him. him. I could see it. And it just it took me aback. But my mom ran from, like, the kitchen to the living room because she heard his voice. Like, I did, too. And we're just looking out the window... It's like in the afternoon, like it's like three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon. Yeah. And so we're looking and it's kind of like, uh, and then as it's aware that we're watching him and we both see him, uh, he panics and it looks like it doesn't know what to do. And it kind of shuffles like a little right and a little left, like it doesn't know what to do. And then it sinks into the bush and we're like, what the fuck? And so we run outside and there's nothing. And the, the, our yard in that place was huge, so there's nowhere you could have gone yeah. without seeing us. Plus, next door was a liquor store, and the everybody there knew what happened with our family like, and whatnot. Yeah. And um, people used to just sit outside and smoke and shoot the shit out there via yeah. uh, Jay and Tom and Bob. Yeah. And they even, like, poked over to the... Like, to the, the side thinking like what the fuck because they heard a voice and like and they knew they knew yeah and they knew and it was kind of like oh what the fuck but I knew that wasn't my brother yeah and I knew it was something that's been in the house and it's been hiding in that house like that's kind of caused like all this like ghostly shit to happen but like that story that you're telling me about like you know how like it wants to be friends to just like torment like that's like kind of like that's it, what gotta, it's a, is it isn't like that at all because like a, that's what i got like from what you were saying hour and a half okay let me tell you it's, it's a long 90 minutes 96 minutes for you to get through uh-huh. um because it it's it's because that it, that right there started off as a very friendly but it was very deceiving like how it was trying to not like that like it's intimidating looking and you're like what the fuck's up with this monster thing like it's, okay it's a weird there's a weird tone like I, I couldn't get its tone right you know what I mean I just okay like you know what I mean and it was called Come Play yeah it came out last year uh-huh. and maybe that's why I put it because typically I'll, I'll check it out I'll give I you like half an hour if I'm not typically into it, I'll I don't watch a PG-13 horror flick often I'm kind of like mm. most of it has a lot of cheese and yeah I can't really handle that and I'm like mm, you know nah, and I, I usually I don't but I think because of the autism thing I think that's what had had me like oh it's let's, gonna keep let's, it going let's, let's no 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 when I saw the preview a while back oh okay I think like oh that's maybe why I want to give this a look yeah Hey, Jimmy, uh, next week we got another one of those HBO Max that would have been in the theaters, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, okay. It's a Denzel Washington movie called The Little Things. Damn right. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, little Things? Little Things. Um, it's got sh- Denzel- Is it about fairies? No. Is it about 
Denzel, right? Rugged, just badass with three little girls that he has got to take care of. He's a nanny. <gasps> no. It is a detective story, I think, about a serial killer played oh, by uh, your favorite Joker, and not mine. Oh, Jared Leto? Jared Leto. Noise. And uh, Rami Malik. Wait, what? Okay, so... Interesting. Rated PG-13? Perfect. Next week. I don't know. Why does that matter? <laughs> We're adults here. <laughs> All right. Next week. Next week. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at yhblankthat. Or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.